welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always, here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I chat through a variety of subjects in respect to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today's subject is all about news on WoW, and this is going to be something that I want to do going forward, maybe like every sort of month, once a month, every now and again, just get together, sort of talk about either retail or classic or maybe both and just see what's happening within the WoW community. But more specifically, this episode, it'll be news on WoW, but it'll be Shadowlands. So it'll be the pre-patch, it'll be leading into it and what to expect pretty much. But again, this is something that I want to do going forward, just sort of, if the reception's good for this one, I'll carry it on in the future. If it isn't, then I might put a little bit of a backseat on it and come back to it at another time. But let's get straight into it. So, new like the sort of news that we know about Shadowlands at the moment. It comes out 27th of October is its release date. That has been confirmed. We know that 27th of October, pretty much a month away. So that's all good to go. We're still waiting on the pre-patch. Now, the pre-patch is uh, patch 8.3.5. So you have three different main patches within a expansion. So the start of the last expansion, Battle for Azeroth, was 8.0. Then you have 8.1, like the second raid, 8.2, the third raid, 8.3, the fourth raid. And then you go into 8.3.5 which is the pre-patch for Shadowlands, which will then then lead into patch 9.0, so on and so forth. You kind of get the picture. So we're still waiting on an official date for the pre-patch. But today uh, I was obviously playing a bit of WoW, and there was a update on my Battle.net, which is for the pre-patch. So it pre-downloads it, ready for the day that it is released. And with it today being Wednesday, um, that's when patch day usually is for World of Warcraft, Wednesdays. So my best guess would be next week, which is the 31st. My math isn't wrong. Yes, 31st. Wednesday, the 31st of, uh, I forget what month we're in, September. There better be a 31st. It's 31st or 1st, you know. Don't I'm not an expert on months. I don't even know what date we're on most of the time, to be honest. I do forget. But I'm with seeing that download, I kind of am hoping that it's next week, next Wednesday. My best guess at the latest would be it would be the fourteenth of October. That would be my like that would be the very latest that it should come out. That gives us two weeks not even two weeks, less than two weeks to sort of prepare and go into Shadowlands. I would have thought it's a couple of the weeks before, so even the 7th or next week, like I said. So the 14th is probably last sort of, you know, like very last week that it can be done. If there was, if they do it on the 21st of October, like the week after that I'm suggesting, There'd be an outrage with the community. It'd be like, oh my God, we didn't have enough time to experience it. This is ridiculous. Because there is uh, some big changes and uh, some events that come with the pre-patch. So in the pre-patch, there are multiple different things. So the first thing 
being all new players will get to experience Exile's Reach. So Exile's Reach is a new level zone, like starter leveling zone, where all players will walk through, and old players if you choose so, but you can walk through that zone and it will give you a very good tutorial. They're doing it a very good and clean way and make sure everyone understands what they're doing and how they sort of perform like or how they like perform their abilities when playing well. So Exile's Reach is a new zone, like I said, and it will get you straight from level 1 to level 10. You don't need to worry about your level. They will scale the XP like pretty much so that you leave that island at level 10. There is no way you can leave it before or after level 10. At least, not that anyone's found. I'm sure some people will find a way to break that. Don't worry about that. So... Exile's Reach is a really good starting point with the pre-patch. New players get to experience it. Old players get to experience a new sort of starting zone, something fresh, something new, which is really good. Alongside Exile's Reach is actually some new text channels for the new players. So if you were to load up WoW, like brand new, you're a brand new player, you don't know what to do, you've made your character, you've gone into Exile's Reach... And it will say in your text box in the bottom left that you have joined a certain channel. Now, this channel can only be viewed by new players or veteran players. Now, veteran players, there is a maximum of about 3,000. No, I think the 3,000 is a certain achievement. Yeah, it's an achievement. So there's no limit on the veteran players, I should say. But to be a veteran player in that channel, you need to have completed certain achievements. And I'm going back to the number 3,000. You have to complete 3,000 quests. You need to have done certain things within Battle for Azeroth Mythic Dungeons. You need to have completed all of them with like, on a key of 10+. Plus. And you need a, a Nihilotha achievement, like a heroic Nihilotha achievement. So there's many different achievements that you need in order to be a veteran in this chat. And that chat is specifically there to guide these new players, for the new players to ask any questions that the new player that the veteran players can help them out with. So how do I like find a spell in my spell book? Oh that's easy, you press P, you drag it onto your action bar and then you can use it. Stuff like that. So it's a very good way of sort of interacting with the the sort of larger community and the more veteran community and getting their advice on a brand new game that might be overwhelming as such. And when you hit level 20, so you've done Exile's Reach, you've um, got to level 10, you're venturing out, you get to level 20, and then it cuts you off from that sort of channel. It's giving you that sort of, um, sort of, time period in which to integrate yourself with the game and sort of get the fundamentals and then you're on your own you sort of leave the leave the house i forget the saying you know you sort of go on your own you're leaving the nest there for leaving the nest got it it's that sort of thing so once you hit level 20 that text channel will no longer be available to you and you are in the world by yourself not by yourself there are still other text channels like trade chat 
local defense, general chat, looking for group chat, all of them stuff. But there won't be that sort of channel only just to help new players and help you understand it. From there, it's you and like you're picking it up as you go along, which isn't too bad. Don't don't get me wrong, because at level 20, you're looking to sort of go by yourself and experience it all on your own and seeing and figuring out it like how the world works. So it's not bad. You get that sort of starting period, that grace period where you can make mistakes, you can ask for help and stuff. You can still ask for help after level 20, but some people do like to just be let loose and sort of, yeah, I'll give it a go by myself. I don't need help. That sort of gung-ho sort of strategy. So it offers very good um, starting experiences, the pre-patch for new players and also for veterans, which I'll get into in a bit later. So with the pre-patch, you've obviously, with Exiles Reach, you have the level squish. So all level 120 characters will be squished to level 50. Now, this seems huge, but they've basically done a chart and uh, you just sort of cut the levels in half almost. So you've got levels like 2 to 4 will, any levels 2 to 4, depending on how far you are through like your level, you'll be squished down to level 2. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. And that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Uh, like levels four, like five to six, you might be squished down to level three, etc. Levels one ten. Like 110, I think you will be squished down to level 48. I think that's about it. So you just sort of halve it pretty much. But level 50 is obviously when you'll be heading to the Shadowlands and then you can get to level 60 from there. So you've got the huge level squish going with the pre-patch as well. So don't be afraid to log on like after the pre-patch and think, ah, all of my characters are half their level. Do I have to sort of grind my way back up to max level? No, you don't. It's just part of the pre-patch. It's because otherwise we're going to be getting to level 130, 140, 150, and it will just keep going, and then suddenly it gets ridiculous, the numbers, and they just can't keep squishing the numbers. So it's best to sort of almost reset it and have it on that line with Classic. So you can log on to Classic and have a level 60. You can log on to Retail and have a level 60. There's that simplicity. It's like, okay, I'll go on this level 60 or this level 60. Or it's like, do I want to go on this level 108? Or do I want to go on this level 36 that I want to level instead? And maybe like you try and do the math to figure out who levels faster, etc. So it gets a bit stupid. Whereas it's just got simplicity in the levels now. It matches with classic, which is the other wow that is currently going. You have loads of class changes. So... There's too many for me to get into, to be honest. 
but loads of class changes are coming back uh, for for the pre-patch. So some might not be available right away. A big one that comes to mind is power infusion. So priests now get power infusion no matter what. I think it's baseline for all three different specs. Power infusion increases your damage and healing output by 20%, I believe. But you will get that as you're leveling through Shadowlands. So you might get that at level 52. You might get that at level 60. So as you're leveling, you do get these spells like you did in Classic. So there is something to look forward to whilst leveling. And you go through talents and stuff as well. You get another talent, I believe. So there is loads of things to look forward to whilst leveling. But class changes might come during pre-patch, like the small ones. Um, Paladin auras. Uh, you have rogue poisons that might come back. You have mage. Mages definitely have alter time as a level talent. So you might get it at like level 58. But they might get um, like frostbolt again, arcane explosion if you're fire. So you get the like sort of niche abilities. But you get the big ones as you're leveling through Shadowlands, which is really good. So a big thing to go into the pre-patch with as well is old crafted items can be increased to the max level that you are. So you're level 50, you have an item that is level 30, we'll say, like um, like Wrath of the Lich King, max level, so level 80 that it was previously. So you can like wear it, because why would you level like wear a level like 30 dress at max level, which is 50, when it doesn't benefit you at all? But now they're doing it so you can grab an item which is called the Relic of the Past or a Relic of the Past and you basically slap it on that robe and it will bring it up to your level and an item level that is appropriate for you to sort of level with. It's not going to be overpowered. It's not going to be like the best thing in the game. It's just something for you to level with going through into Shadowlands. And I'm pretty sure you can do it at max level as well. So that might be a good way to get sort of starter gear for you. But it's just a niche little thing that not many people do or notice. But if you say you want like a really cool set that looks really cool, but it's also got some like special sort of equip bonus that you really sort of want at that max level, it might be worth going back to farm them uh, materials in like Northrend just to get this like level 80 or level 30 air quotations you can't see it but level 30 piece of gear and then level it up with the relic of the past because you want that special like a quick bonus if that makes sense so there are niche sort of things that you could be doing with it but it might be more of a thing that flies under the radar more than anything now the big one with the pre-patch is all the customization options for the races when this pre-patch hits the barber shops will be packed. That's what everyone will do at the very start. People will go to the barber shop. They'll change their hair. They'll change their eyes. They'll change their nose. They'll change their face. They'll change their gender because barbers do that apparently in World of Warcraft. They change your gender. Don't ask how. It's a messy procedure. They got some weird ass scissors in there. But the customizations for all races are again thrown in on that pre-patch. So you can customise to your heart's content. You can just customise all your characters with the massive bed head hair for little like gnome girls. You can do some mullets for like undead. You can go crazy with it. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
that's the big one that people will sort of be looking forward to and, and will be the initial hit of the pre-patch more than anything. Now you have the un, now the final sort of big thing that will happen in the pre-patch is the event. So there's always an event leading up to uh, expansions. So with the Battle for Azeroth, you had uh, the Siege of Teldrassil and the Siege of Lordaeron, where Teldrassil, spoiler alert by the way, where Teldrassil burnt down, and you have the Siege of Lordaeron where Lordaeron got plagued, pretty much the entirety of it, so it's unusable. You have in Legion where there were Legion sort of invasions in low-level zones, so you had to go and protect these low-level zones because it felt like sort of weak and vulnerable and you are there to step up and help, which was really good. Warlords of Draenor, I don't necessarily remember. I'm not going to lie to you. There was something to do with, like, in the Blasted Lands, but I really can't remember that far back. I did it. I know that I did it, but I just can't remember that far back. I'm really sorry. But there are always these events within the pre-patch, and this one leading up to Shadowlands, is all about the undead. It's a Scourge event, so like before um, Wrath of the Lich King came out in the old days, there was a massive Scourge invasion, everyone became zombies, and you could like bite someone to become a zombie again, but they could go to like a priest within 60 seconds and get cured of your bite, otherwise you'd turn into a zombie and you could bite other people and stuff, so it's going to be an absolute crazy like thing, but there are quests to go along with the uh, just, you know, sort of zombie and ghoul running about. So you've got the quests basically from the Argent Dawn. You've got to go and protect all of these different towns. Gold Darkshire, I think, is the main one where you go. But you've got to protect all of them from the Scourge invasion. So why this is happening is because the uh, in the cinematic for Shadowlands, Sylvanas broke... The Helm of Domination, it's called, which is the Lich King's helmet, and that's how he controls all of the Scourge and the Undead. So without it, they basically have no control. There is no sort of leader for the Undead, and they are mindless sort of zombies. So they're just going to go on a rampage, and they're undead. They just won't stop. If something gets killed, it will get risen again. Like, it's one of them things. So it's just sort of an onslaught and you've got to sort of put down barriers and defences and sort of push it back to like the main sort of source, which is Northrend, which you slowly do. So you're slowly questing, you go to Darkshire, you sort of reinforce all of these small towns and then you go to Ice Crown and you're trying to find out what's happening and you run into sort of agents of the Shadowlands, which sort of playing a role in it and sort of count telling the cult of the damned cult of the damned are the ones that sort of raise the scourge as well and are just sort of they're not great people um they're very much sort of yep we'll just raise these undead that'll be fine don't care about it but you know they're not great people so you sort of find out what's been happening with them and that they're sort of shadowland sort of agents and like jailer agents from the shadowlands and from the moor sort of acting on behalf of it and just trying to get as many people killed pretty much their main objective their main objective is to get people killed so that their souls go to the moor and the moor within shadowlands gets more and more fueled and can 
ultimately release the dude who's in charge of the moor called the jailer and with that name let's face it it's not it's not going to be fun if he releases you know it's one of them things but he's not going to be fun at a party to be honest that's the way we'll put it um so with the scourge invasion you're doing these quests and uh, as you're killing a scourge they'll be dropping these small tokens that you can sort of um exchange for transmog sets for pets uh, for current and that's basically your currency it's scourge stones within um like classic so when you get to any sort of high level you'll go to the plaguelands and you'll get this little argent dawn commission this little argent dawn badge almost you wear it you know on your on your shirt with pride and stuff but you get this argent dawn badge and uh, you go and kill scourge and you'll pick up these like scourge stones and uh, depending on how powerful the scourge is depending on how many or how many and if it's a different type of scourge stone and you trade it in for rep but on retail when the patch comes out you'll be trading it in for sets like gear sets and also pets and stuff the gear sets don't get me wrong they're sort of a um they sort of bring you up to speed on a lower geared character so that you're not sort of left behind and it's like you're hitting like a wet noodle when Shadowlands release, it's like, okay, I'm I'm quite powerful, but I could be more powerful, if that makes sense. It's a good fine line that the gear will provide you with. They are the sort of main aspects as to what's going on within WoW at the moment. We're all sort of on the edge and waiting for the pre-patch for Shadowlands and for Shadowlands release. There isn't much going on within Classic at the moment. Classic sort of hit a um, brick wall because everyone's got... Encourage on farm now the latest raid you've got many different things the very few things like happening a few scarab or well, not scarab lords it is the same quest the scepter of the shifting sounds quest but you just don't get the scarab at the end you've got a few of them going around on my server anyway still for like daggers uh, it's mostly like the healing dagger that we're doing it for but You've got a few bits here and there, but nothing on Classic is really happening at the moment. I suspect after Shadowlands is released, a couple months after that, they'll announce Naxxramas, which is Phase 6 of Classic, and uh, that will be sort of the final of uh, WoW Classic, and then it will lead into Burning Crusade uh, pretty much around summertime next year, because you'll get Naxxramas in December, You'll get BlizzCon in February where they'll announce it and then you go from there. But that's really all for this week, guys. Nothing more to sort of report on. Again, I would like to go into more of this stuff. When Shadowlands releases, I'm sure there'll be a lot of stuff to go through. I can go through a lot of like PvP stuff, uh, the Covenants and everything like that. Different Covenant abilities, etc. I just wanted to sort of gauge how long this context uh, and podcast would be. I know to do it a bit longer next time because this might be a short podcast, but thank you all for pairing with me anyway with it. But once again, thank you all very much for listening. And uh, if you'd like to take a second, I'd like to talk to you about my Patreon. So basically we've got Patreon going up for the Pig and Whistle so let me just be clear that no matter what 
Pig and Whistle will always be free and you'll always be available to listen. That will never change. But if you do really want to support the podcast, then a simple donation would be greatly appreciated. Like It helps me so much to provide more content, be able to sort of push myself to give you the best content that I can possibly give. And there will be perks such as... Uh, uh, different podcasts just for Patreon members only, these like member only podcasts but if you uh, feel, like really want to help out you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash pig and whistle that's pig, the word and and then whistle, patreon.com forward slash pig and whistle thank you all very much for listening and taking the time to listen to me go on about that and I will see you all next week and hope you have a good week guys goodbye all